In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. The truth that we need to believe today, especially from this Gospel, is that this life is not all there is. Sometimes we can live like that. We can live like this life and this world is really all there is. But that's the biggest lie that we can live by. You see, as Christians, and especially as Catholics, we believe in an afterlife. We believe in life after this. And so the truth is that this life is not all there is. And if it was, if this was just our life, this world, these years, life would be depressing, life would be worthless, life would be completely pointless. I mean, imagine if this is all there was. Imagine if life just ended here. Once we died, that's it. It's done. What would be the point of anything? What would be the point of going to church? What would be the point of believing in God? What would be the point of even making simple good decisions? There would literally be no point. And so the truth is, this life will end, and then we will enter into the next life. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to turn into a tree or a squirrel or some type of animal, right? As Christians, we don't believe that our bodies are going to be reincarnated into something else. As Christians, we believe that this life that comes after this one is an eternal life either in heaven or in hell. In heaven or in hell. Now, sometimes when we hear that word hell, we can think, well, people who murder others are there. Like Hitler, Osama, ISIS, those are the people in hell. Now, we can't say who's in hell. No one can say that. Not even the church can say that. Only God knows who's in hell. But it's important for us to understand that hell is not just filled with murderers, adulterers, because we learn from this gospel. Jesus gives us this gospel of a rich man and a poor man, Lazarus. He says after their life, one pretty much goes to heaven, the poor man, and the rich man pretty much goes to hell. Now, let me ask you a couple questions. In the gospel, did Jesus tell us that the rich man killed anyone? Did Jesus tell us that the rich man committed adultery? Did Jesus tell us that the rich man was a thief or a robber? It doesn't say any of those things. All it says was the rich man lived a life of luxury and lived a very large life. That's it. He just lived a life of luxury and lived a large life. So why was he in hell? Because he was so consumed with himself. He didn't even recognize this poor man sitting at his gate. Imagine. Imagine someone, imagine a homeless person comes and sits on the step of your house. And every single day you go in and out, in and out, but you never pay attention to that homeless man on your steps. 
That's what this rich man did. He was so consumed by his luxury, by his food and his feasting and his partying, that he couldn't even recognize someone in need. And so this is why he was sent to the place of sinners and to the place of the wicked. Now, we need to understand, a lot of people don't believe in hell. There are some people that will say, well, God is too good and, you know, God can't send anyone to hell. And you've heard me say this, God doesn't send anyone to hell. We go there by our own decisions, our own choices. You've heard me also say this, that there's a saint that had a vision and he said that hell, the roads of hell are paved with the skulls of priests and bishops. Wow. So if priests and bishops are in hell, who's going to make it to heaven, right? It's a real point that we have to understand. That just because someone's a priest or someone's a bishop or someone's a nun or someone is always in church or always praying, that doesn't make someone in love with God. That doesn't make someone holy or righteous. Our actions will always speak louder than our words or what our title is. And so what we have to understand is hell is real and it's a real consequence of our decisions and actions. If you're familiar with Our Lady of Fatima, she appeared to three children. And one of the things that she did with the children was she showed them hell and what it looked like. And they shared these visions and they said that when, they were, when the Blessed Mother showed them hell, they literally saw souls falling falling, a multitude of souls, like a waterfall of souls, falling into the pits of hell. Saint Faustina says that when she went to hell and she came back, God gives these visions to these saints for us. Saint Faustina saw hell and she said that when she came back from her vision of what hell looked like, she could hardly recover from that vision because of how scared she was. And she said, most of the souls in hell were those who didn't even believe that there was a hell. Now, why do I share this? Because it is a real consequence of our decisions and our actions. Now, one thing we have to keep in mind is that God loves us. Jesus really does love us. But we have to respond to His love here and now. St. Bernard, he gives a very, very good way of kind of understanding what our sin does to us. And he says, and I'm going to show you what he says. He says, if you want to understand what your sin does to you, he says, turn a statue of Jesus around. He says, turn a statue of Jesus around and stare at his back. And that's what it will look like for all of eternity when you face judgment and you see Jesus walking away from you. But my brothers and sisters, there's good news. Jesus has not turned his back on us. Not yet. And he never will in this life. 
Jesus will never ever turn his back on us in this life. You see, what's beautiful about this life right now is that God is completely open. God is completely available to us. Look at all of these pictures and these statues. Look at this cross, right? Jesus is facing us with his arms wide open. Look at this statue. Jesus is facing us with his hand and his heart wide open. So God is open. God is available. But my brothers and sisters, this is the time to respond to him right now. Because there will come a time in our life where it's too late. At the end of the day, how do you want to be remembered when you die? When we die, how do we want to be remembered? Will our family love us even after we are gone and remember how much we've done? I love this quote that people will never remember what you did for them, but they will remember how you made them feel. People will never remember what you did for them, but they will remember how you made them feel. And so how can we love others until we love God first? Whatever our drug is, whatever our fix is, whatever the thing is that is keeping us away from God, now is the time to cut it out and to let it go. Because at the end of this day, it's not worth it. Nothing in this world is worth it until we follow God with all of our hearts. St. Paul in his letter, and I'm going to end with this, St. Paul says that he's writing to the, the people in Corinth and he wants to visit them. He wants to go and see them again. And he tells them, I want to visit you. I want to come and see you, but I fear that if I come and see you, I will see that you didn't turn from your sin, that you're still living in your sin and that you never changed. I say that because as a priest, my entire vocation, my entire life is to be spent for you. You are my people. You are my family. You are my fathers. You are my mothers. You are my brothers. You are my sisters. You are what I have. St. John Vianney says that a priest either takes a thousand souls with him to heaven or a thousand souls with him to hell. I'm trying to get to heaven. And I'm trying my best to do that. But I know one day I will face God. One day I will have to come face to face with God. And God is going to ask me. I'm going to have to stand before Him face to face and God will ask me, Perrin, what did you do with the life that I gave you? Perrin, what did you do with the gift of priesthood that I gave you? And when I come face to face with God as his son and his priest, I want to turn around when Jesus asks me that question and I want to say, Lord, this is what I did. I led them to you. But are you being led to him? Are you listening to him? Are you falling in love with him? Some of you I know who are sitting here have very much fallen in love with him. 
And it's the most encouraging thing as a priest to see. To see you who are sitting here fall so deeply in love with God. It's the most amazing thing. And I know that one day I will stand before God and there will be that army of souls behind me. But I want to encourage you, if you haven't done that yet, do it. Do it now. Come to Mass. Go to confession. Sit before the Lord in the Eucharist. And your life will change forever. God loves us so much and He loves you so much. I love you so much. And I want nothing more than to see you in heaven. And God bless you and protect you and give you all the graces that you need. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.